0: chapter 7 of tor a street boy of jerusalem by florence morse kingsley this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by patrick seville chapter 7 felicia stronger even than the cords of love are the cords of habit if a man has shaken a brazen cup and bellowed for alms for more than a score of years the cup and the cry will have become a part of himself not lightly to be shaken off Kalu, with eyes hungered as before and as before he coveted money for his few and evil pleasures so it came to pass that after a day spent in sightseeing he was again squatting comfortably in his familiar corner by the damascus gate his eyes closed his horny knuckles beating a monotonous accompaniment to the familiar mendicant's whine. Have mercy, kind lords of Jerusalem, have mercy on the sorrows of one born blind. Kind lords, beautiful ladies, only a denarius I beseech of you. Tor, searching anxiously for his new master in every corner of the city, came upon the beggar unawares, and stopped short in indignant amaze. Did not the king, my master, give thee sight but yesterday? he demanded. Kalu opened his eyes with a muttered malediction. Who art thou? he snarled. To question me. How else shall I live? Tor looked hard at the man's great bulk. There are many laborers working in the great quarries yonder, he answered slowly. The Romans pay every man of them a silver penny. Kalu replied to this suggestion with a string of curses spoken in three languages. He ended by hurling a great stone at the lad's head. Badly aimed, the missile crashed over the wall of a garden hard by. There was a moment of silence, during which Kalu scuttled rapidly away. Then a small door in the wall was suddenly thrown open, and two men darted out they looked up and down the narrow street and seeing no one but tor who stood staring in stupefied silence after the beggar they seized the boy and dragged him into the enclosure locking and barring the door behind them tis an evil offspring of beggars that hath done this mischief exclaimed one of the men angrily did i not say it The other man fixed his eyes on Tor. "'Didst thou throw the stone that broke the great vase yonder?' he asked. Tor's wild, bright eyes followed the man's accusing finger to the spot where an urn, carven from costly marble, lay in ruins amid a tangle of bright flowers. "'I did not throw the stone,' he said. "'Lies!' cried the first man, stamping his foot. "'Why question a dog?' give the fellow to me i will scourge him soundly and thrust him forth his bleeding back will perchance warn others of his sort to keep their distance from this palace i am not a dog said tor boldly i am the servant of a king i was looking for my master and another hurled a stone at me but because the man was lately healed of blindness he could not throw a stone with ease and therefore it came over the wall. One of the men shook with laughter at this speech. Nay, but thou art a pretty liar, he said at last. The servant of a king, ay, thou dost look the part rarely. May I ask thee the name of thy royal master? His name is Jesus, said Tor. I was blind, and he gave me eyes, therefore I serve him the faces of both men had grown suddenly serious they exchanged significant glances better hold the boy till my lord's return he will perchance wish to question him of the matter said one and the other nodding gripped the child roughly by the shoulder and presently thrust him into an empty scullery of an inner court tor flung himself against the heavy door with a sudden fury of despair let me out HE SCREAMED, LET ME OUT, I MUST FIND MY MASTER. THEN, AS NO ONE PAID THE SLIGHTEST HEED TO HIS OUTCRIES, HE BEGAN TO LOOK ABOUT HIM FOR SOME MEANS OF ESCAPE. THE ONE WINDOW HIGH IN THE WALL WAS HEAVILY BARRED, AND THERE WAS NO OPENING IN THE SMALL, DARK CHAMBER, SAVE THE DOOR BY WHICH HE HAD ENTERED, AND THIS WAS FAST LOCKED ON THE OUTSIDE. THE BOY TORE AT HIS RAGS, LIKE A TRAPPED ANIMAL, then spying a great sealed jar in one corner, he began to scratch savagely at its cover. If it be wine, he muttered, "I will drink my fill for once. Nay, I will do more. I will spill upon the earth all that I cannot drink. I hate the men who had thrust me into this place. Also, I hate Kalu. Some day I will kill him. Forgive if ye have aught against any one." THAT YOUR FATHER MAY FORGIVE YOU. WHO HAD SPOKEN? THE BEGGAR CHILD CEASED HIS BEAST-LIKE CLAWING AT THE SEALED LID OF THE JAR. HIS FLUSHED FACE PALED SLOWLY. FORGIVE? FORGIVE? THE WORDS RANG CLEARLY IN HIS BEWILDERED EARS. HE SANK SLOWLY TO THE FLOOR, AND DROPPED HIS HEAD TO HIS LEAN KNEES, IN AN EFFORT TO REMEMBER. IT WAS MY MASTER WHO SAID IT he muttered at last. He said, Forgive, that your father may forgive. Father, my father. The child's face lighted with sudden joy. He said, Whosoever asks shall have. I will ask, for I want to get out of this place, that I may follow my master. Then, in a loud, clear voice, after the fashion of the Pharisees, he had heard praying in the temple AND ON THE CORNERS OF THE STREETS HE CRIED ALOUD, FATHER, I WANT TO GET OUT OF THIS PLACE. MY FATHER, I WANT TO GET OUT. FATHER, FATHER. THERE WAS A SOFT FUMBLING SOUND AT THE DOOR. WHO IS CALLING? ASKED A SWEET, IMPERIOUS VOICE. I AM CALLING, ANSWERED TOR EXPECTANTLY. I WANT TO GET OUT. I CAN'T UNLOCK THE DOOR, ANSWERED THE VOICE. BUT ONA CAN be quiet till i fetch her a moment later the sunshine streamed in through the open door revealing the figure of a very beautiful child on its threshold behind the child stood a young girl attired like a servant she was smiling broadly how didst thou come in here boy she asked staring curiously at the beggar's tear-stained face and scant rags THE FAT MAN WITH THE RED TUNIC PUT ME HERE, SAID TOR. HE SAID I BROKE THE VASE WITH A STONE, BUT I DID NOT. IT WAS MARCUS WHO SHUT HIM UP, SAID THE MAID, PURSING HER LIPS KNOWINGLY. I MUST SHUT HIM IN AGAIN, AND MAKE FAST THE DOOR BEFORE MARCUS FINDS OUT THAT I HAVE OPENED IT. COME, PRINCESS, WE—BE SILENT, ONA. I WISH TO SPEAK TO THE BOY, SAID THE CHILD, WITH A GESTURE OF COMMAND. Where is thy father? she continued, fixing her blue eyes on Tor. I heard thee calling him. I thought it was set. The slave boy, he is always getting into trouble. Tor pointed upward vaguely. I called my father who is in heaven, he said. I have not seen him, but he causes what one asks to be done. My master said it. Who said it? My master, his name is Jesus. He is a king. He made me see. I was blind. Thou wast blind? cried the serving maid, laughing incredulously. Nay, but thine eyes are bright as stars. They were not bright, said Tor soberly. They were smitten into darkness. The Roman did it with his chariot whip. But the king, my master, touched them. So see, I must find him. I pray thee, let me go let him go said the child imperiously dost thou hear me ona and stay i will give the boy my gold bracelet that father gave me yesterday nay i have said it the maid clasped her hands but princess she entreated what would the honourable lady thy mother do with me if the bracelet be missing and to a beggar lad for thou seest that he is nothing more The boy would be scourged, or stoned, if I found with such a jewel in his hand. The child glanced doubtfully at Tor, from under the curling gold of her hair. "'What shall I give thee, boy?' she asked. "'For I will give thee something. Thou hast amused me, and Ona here is so stupid. I am quite weary of her.' "'I am hungry,' said Tor promptly. "'Also I am thirsty. Also i want to get out of this place the little princess burst into a silvery laugh come with me she said imperiously and before the maid could stop her she seized the beggar child by the hand and drew him away up the steps of a marble terrace ona followed in terrified silence beneath the shadow of a silken canopy on a couch of ivory and silver cushioned with rose-coloured damask, reclined a lady. The most beautiful lady, thought Tor, that the sun ever shone upon. The beggar's brilliant eyes sparkled with amazement and pleasure. His white teeth glimmered through his scarlet lips in an innocent smile, which faded before the look of haughty displeasure on the lady's fair face. What is this, Felicia? she demanded raising her hand from the pillow to a white hand loaded with gems oh my worshipful lady began ona trembling under the cold questioning eyes which were bent upon her i beseech of thee to listen to me while i be silent ona said felicia stamping her small foot i will explain i was trying to amuse thyself in the gardens as usual with this foolish ona she went on rapidly, and I heard someone call. It was this boy, that ugly, meddlesome Marcus had shut him into the cellar without food or drink. He has done nothing at all, and more than that he is the servant of a king. I wished to give him my bracelet and let him go, but Ona disputed the matter with me, as I have forbidden her to do so. May I not do as I will with my own? stay my child i will call marcus said the lady smiling he will explain nay he shall not interfere cried the spoiled child the boy hath amused me and marcus shall not have him oh this jerusalem is so dull i am weary of it the child threw back her head with an exaggerated gesture of lassitude which brought another smile to the lady's lips "'How hath the boy amused thee, little one?' she asked languidly. "'If there is anything diverting about this place, I would fain hear of it.' The boy was blind, mother, and the king, his master, touched his eyes, and they became bright, as thou seest them. Is not that an amusing story? "'What king in Jerusalem can heal blind eyes?' asked the lady, turning with some curiosity to Tor. His name is Jesus, said Tor simply the lady drew her delicate brows together. I have heard of that man, she said coldly. He is a rousing sedition among the turbulent Jews, as hath many a one before him. He will shortly be dealt with after his kind. I doubt not he will not be hurt, said Tor positively. My father will not permit anything to befall him. "'Thy father?' repeated the lady. "'And who, pray, is thy father?' "'He is in heaven,' explained Tor. "'He listens to me, and to any one who calls. "'It was because I prayed to him, as my master said, "'that the door was opened, and now let me go. "'I must find my master.' "'Stay,' said the lady, frowning. "'I will be further amused. "'Wast thou always blind?' before the king thy master touched thee? No, said Tor. I had my eyes as now. Then one day I pursued the Roman pilot, as he rode in his chariot and asked for denarii. He struck me with his whip, and the lash blinded me. I cursed the man many times in my blindness with strong curses that blight like a flame. But now I have forgiven him, because my master commands me to forgive if I have aught against anyone. For this saying, I have forgiven the cruel Gentile, who is hated of all Jerusalem. Also I have forgiven... Tor was interrupted by a smothered exclamation from the lady. Her blue eyes were blazing with sudden anger. Take him away, she commanded. Thrust him into the street at once. Dost thou hear, Ona? The child, Felicia, stood as if rooted to the ground in amazement. Her large eyes brimming over with tears, while Ona, roused to action by the wrath in her mistress's face, seized Tor by the shoulder, and hurried him through the garden, pausing only to unlock a small door in the wall. Run now, beggar, for thy wretched life, whispered the girl, as she pushed the boy into the street. This is the house of Pilate, and yonder was his wife and child. End of chapter 7